Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 135. I know no life divided, O Lord of life, from Thee. In Thee is life provided for all mankind and me. I know no death, O Father, because I live in Thee. Thy life it is that frees us from death eternally. Hymn number 135. Scriptural will be given by Janet from Georgia. Acts. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, all my flesh shall rest in hope. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy 
with thy countenance. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 263. Only God can bring us gladness. Only God can give us peace. Joys are vain that end in sadness. Joy divine shall never cease. Mid the shade of want and sorrow, undisturbed our hearts rejoice. Patient wait the brighter morrow. Faithful heed the Father's voice. Hymn number 263.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin each Sunday morning here with our roundtable discussion. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And it will also be posted on our YouTube channel and our new Vimeo channel. So whatever your preference. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 every Sunday morning. And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number. And many of our Sunday school students who don't live in the area attend via teleconference. So if you don't live in the area and if you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number and we'd love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers, so you can bring the whole family. We have many different websites in many different languages so that the Word of God is distributed throughout the world, and many people can find the Word of God in their own language. And there are, they are full of articles, services, songs, uh, all of which are very inspiring and instructive. And we provide it all free of charge. We charge nothing for anything on any of our websites. Freely we have been given, and freely we give. And there's an uh, excellent article that is featured on our English website um, that I think is very helpful to any serious student of Christian science. And the uh, article is entitled, Quenching the Fiery Darts of the Wicked, by Edward A. Kimball. It's from one of his books. Very instructive and very helpful. Everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Debbie from Illinois. Page 452, Chicago, March 19, 1894. Reverend Mary B. G. Eddy, Boston, Mass. I wish to thank you for the true light that was revealed to me by reading your book, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, and at once adopting its teachings. It was one year ago today that I put on the armor determined never to surrender to the enemy. And you may know that I have looked forward to this day with a great deal of pleasure to show my friends that the Lord is constantly with me to help overcome all evil. Some said, when I first started in this new path, wait until you get one of your stomach attacks and you will change your mind. For months they have waited and are beginning to see the truth in my actions that speak for themselves and show that all is mine. For nearly 30 years, I have been a sufferer from throat and stomach troubles, bronchitis, dyspepsia, gastralgia, and gastritis, etc., were the terms applied by my physicians. About 18 years of that time, I was engaged in the drug business, had constant opportunities for consulting the best physicians, and took such medicine 
as I felt assured would cure me, but only to be disappointed each time. The last few years, I have been living on oatmeal crackers and hot water, suffering more or less all the time, and could not eat anything else without suffering intense pain. I felt as though I could not live many more months and was getting ready to give up the fight when a dear friend and neighbor, Mrs. Corning, left a copy of Science and Health at our home. At first, I did not care to read it, having been educated for many years in the belief that medicine can cure all diseases, I could not conceive of anything else to cure the sick. One Sunday, I had the curiosity to know something about Christian science and read Science and Health. The more I read, the more interested I became and finally said to myself, I will try it. I took a large porous plaster and four thicknesses of flannel off my stomach and threw them in the corner saying, now it shall be mind over matter, no more matter over mind. I filled a large basket of bottles containing medicine and put it in the shed where all medicine should be. From that day, I have eaten of everything on the table and all I wished. Coffee was my worst enemy, and I had not tasted it for years without suffering untold agony. Several days passed before I cared to drink it. Then, one morning, I told my family I would commence to use it. I did, and have used it every day since, and don't know that I have a stomach, as it has never caused me any trouble since that morning. I am happy to say that I have not used a drop of any kind of medicine internally or externally from that day, and I know that mind is all. I read the Bible and science and health nearly every day, thanking the Lord for the years of suffering which have led me to the truth as taught by our Savior. For I feel it was only through its victory over the suffering that the truth could have been revealed in my case. I have had some demonstrations to make over error, but each time it becomes easier. God is ever-present and ready to help me, and I trust in him. My faith is planted on a rock that is immovable. Yours truly, Frank S. Eberhardt. P.S. If you think this letter or any part of it, will help someone out of the darkness into the light of truth, you are at liberty to have it published. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 6 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Doctrine of Atonement. The golden text is from Revelation. Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. The responsive reading is from John. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one, 
and the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Fairly from Maryland will now read. The Bible. John, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Matthew, then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb. And he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. John. And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believed not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also, many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him lest they should be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me, should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words 
hath one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Romans. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. First John, and ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Hebrews, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Second Corinthians Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, Reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. First John. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Elizabeth from Georgia will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. God, the divine principle of man, and man in God's likeness, are inseparable, harmonious, and eternal. God and man are not the same, but in the order of divine science, God and man coexist and are eternal. God is the parent mind, and man is God's spiritual offspring. 
We acknowledge Jesus' atonement as the evidence of divine, efficacious love unfolding man's unity with God through Christ Jesus, the way-shower. The atonement of Christ reconciles man to God, not God to man, for the divine principle of Christ is God. Jesus aided in reconciling man to God by giving man a truer sense of love, the divine principle of Jesus' teachings. And this truer sense of love redeems man from the law of matter, sin, and death by the law of spirit, the law of divine love. The Christ was a spirit which Jesus implied in his own statements. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I and my Father are one. This Christ, or divinity of the man Jesus, was his divine nature, the godliness which animated him. Divine truth, life, and love gave Jesus authority over sin, sickness, and death. His mission was to reveal the science of celestial being, to prove what God is and what he does for man. Jesus uncovered and rebuked sin before he cast it out. Of a sick woman, he said, that Satan had bound her. And to Peter, he said, Thou art an offense unto me. He came teaching and showing men how to destroy sin, sickness, and death. He said of the fruitless tree, It is hewn down. The only civil sentence which he had for error was, Get thee behind me, Satan. Still stronger evidence that Jesus' reproof was pointed and pungent is found in his own words, showing the necessity for such forcible utterance when he cast out devils and healed the sick and sinning. The relinquishment of error deprives material sense of its false claims. Though demonstrating his control over sin and disease, the great teacher by no means relieved others from giving the requisite proofs of their own piety. He worked for their guidance that they might demonstrate this power as he did and understand its divine principle. Implicit faith in the teacher and all the emotional love we can bestow on him will never alone make us imitators of him. We must go and do likewise, else we are not improving the great blessings which our master worked and suffered to bestow upon us. There is but one way to heaven harmony, and Christ in divine science shows us this way. It is to know no other reality, to have no other consciousness of life than good, God, and his reflection, and to rise superior to the so-called pain and pleasure of the senses. Grafting holiness upon unholiness Supposing that sin can be forgiven when it is not forsaken is as foolish as straining out gnats and swallowing camels. The scientific unity which exists between God and man must be wrought out in life practice and God's will must be universally done. Final deliverance from error whereby we rejoice in immortality, boundless freedom, and sinless sense, is not reached through paths of flowers, nor by pinning one's faith without works to another's vicarious effort. Whosoever believeth that wrath is righteous, or that divinity is appeased by human suffering, does not understand God. Justice requires reformation of the sinner. 
Wisdom and love may require many sacrifices of self to save us from sin. One sacrifice, however great, is insufficient to pay the debt of sin. The atonement requires self-immolation on the sinner's part. That God's wrath should be vented upon his beloved Son is divinely unnatural. Such a theory is man-made. The atonement is a hard problem in theology, but its scientific explanation is that suffering is an error of sinful sense which truth destroys, and that eventually both sin and suffering will fall at the feet of everlasting love. If we have triumphed sufficiently over the errors of material sense to allow soul to hold the control, we shall loathe sin and rebuke it under every mask. Only in this way can we bless our enemies, though they may not so construe our words. We cannot choose for ourselves but must work out our salvation in the way Jesus taught. In meekness and might, he was found preaching the gospel to the poor. If the disciple is advancing spiritually, he is striving to enter in. He constantly turns away from material sense and looks towards the imperishable things of spirit. If honest, he will be in earnest from the start and gain a little each day in the right direction till at last he finishes his course with joy. Our master fully and finally demonstrated divine science in his victory over death and the grave. Jesus' deed was for the enlightenment of men and for the salvation of the whole world from sin, sickness, and death. Paul writes, For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the seeming death of his Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Three days after his bodily burial, He talked with his disciples. The persecutors had failed to hide immortal truth and love in a sepulcher. Glory be to God and peace to the struggling hearts. Christ hath rolled away the stone from the doors of human hope and faith. And through the revelation and demonstration of life in God hath elevated them to possible at one with the spiritual idea of man and his divine principle, love. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 30. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Brood o'er us with thy sheltering wing, neath which our spirits blend like brother birds that soar and sing and on the same branch bend. The arrow that doth wound the dove darts not from those who watch and love. Hymn number 30.
Let's now sing hymn number 90. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am thine and thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. Hymn number 90.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal era. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Amen. <clears throat> 